0: Now it is time.
1: It is time
0: to watch out for some mass destruction and baby 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 baby
2: I hope you actually counted how many there are. No,
0: it was it was going too fast.
2: Oh charging.
0: Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Lamb Checkup OVA. A podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared joined as always by Doc Owl and Lady M, the Queen Hello. of Persona
2: Three. Oh, I love Persona Three.
0: It's true. You very much do.
2: It's 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 my fave.
0: And that is exactly what we are we're gonna talk about today. We No shenanigans, we're just gonna we're gonna dive into talking about Persona Three because this is a game you know, we've played a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a game we've kind of talked about before in our Persona Retrospective episodes that we did last year, mm-hmm. but uh, not to a deep dive as as we're going to today, which for the most part was spurned just because like I randomly decided to play Fez again.
2: Yep. And I'm going to say that it's because you've been playing Dancing Moon Knight.
0: That's probably partial part of it. And also partially because of the skip we learned.
2: Oh, right. The skip.
0: Which is very, very strange that that's a thing in FED. In FED specifically, like, it doesn't work in any of the other versions of the game. But uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, we're going to talk about Persona 3, and, uh, boy, some of those versions of Persona 3 are, let's just say, rough. (laughs) Which, I mean, everyone kind of understands that, like, the various versions of Persona 3 are pretty different in style, like vanilla and fez are you know the console versions they have like all the animations the cutscenes, and all of that sort of stuff and then portable which was released on the psp has its own different style which is more visual novel you get the dual protagonist and for the most part it's mainly modeled after persona 4 in terms Mm -hmm. of mechanics now all that all that so you get different versions of the game and that's become a hotly contested issue about you know which is the version to play and i think through our discussions that we've had while playing through Fez, as, and we've played through Portable a lot, uh, we have come to a, an agreement on the definitive version to play. And it doesn't necessarily boil down to just like, oh, well, one of them lets you control the party and the other doesn't. I mean, no, that is. It's
2: not just that. That is a
0: factor. But I believe when most people look at like Fez and Vanilla versus Portable, that's the only thing they look to. But there are way more things to look at than just that in comparison to these games, or these versions of this game, I should say. Agree. But uh, yeah, we're let's let's dive into, dive into Persona Three. It's a game that is well over ten years old.
2: Yeah, I realize that. Um, because I remember that I harassed. Uh, this was before I worked at GameStop, and I was harassing local GameStop employees because. Um and I was just reading this on the Wikipedia and I didn't realize that that was why it happened but it originally had a release date of um like July 2007. Mm-hmm. So that was um like I guess I went into college as a sophomore so my junior year of college um and so I went in July I was like I want this game. Give me this game. And they're like we don't have that game. It got delayed. And it got delayed until apparently August. So a month and later. So I kept going in like every week, like, give me this game. Give me give me this game. Give me give me the game. And so um that's actually how I ended up getting my job. Thanks, Persona Three. <laughs> yeah, they just got used to me because I kept going in because of Persona three. <laughs> so that's why I got hired there. <laughs>
0: So yeah, this game originally came out on July thirteenth, two thousand and six. So we are very quickly this uh, next Friday will be the twelve year anniversary of this game.
2: Oh, convenient!
0: But this is this is of course this is vanilla P three. Right, uh, right, right. August fourteenth, two thousand seven, like Al just mentioned, in the United States. February 29th, two thousand eight, in Europe, and March sixth, two thousand and eight, in Australia, which also gives an idea of how weird Atlas's like publishing was for overseas games. Mhm. Because, you know, Atlas published it in Japan, Atlas USA published it in North America, Koei published it in Europe, THQ published it in Australia, <laughs> the toy God. headquarters. God. <laughs> and then a company called Ghostlight published the PSP version in Europe. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like I mean, that's pretty much part and parcel with, like, how publishing of Japanese games was in, like, the the 90s and the mid-2000s, where it was like, oh, you know, maybe the same American version of the company will publish it in America, but elsewhere it's a wild ride. Like, who knows who's gonna publish this? (laughs) I mean, that still happens today. Like, um, Persona 5 was published in, like, Europe by Deep Silver. Yeah. So, that's not something that's necessarily gone away. Uh, Persona 3 did get an update which they kind of called the director's cut of it, called Persona 3 Fez, which released in Japan on April 19th, 2007, so less than a year later this version came out, which is kind of surprising. Uh, also, less than a year later, it came to North America on April 22nd, 2008. It hit Europe a few months later on October 17th, 2008, Australia on November 13th, 2008, and then once again in North America on April 10th, 2012 on PSN and in Europe on February 12th, 2014 on PSN. And then portable came out on the PSP in Japan on November 1st, 2009. So a couple of years after the fact in North America on July 6th, 2010 and in Europe on April 28th, 2011.
2: So, um, it should be said that I have purchased vanilla persona three. Uh, I, I, Purchased Fez when it came out. I purchased Portable when it came out, mm-hmm. and then I repurchased Portable on my Vita. So the only version of this that I really haven't purchased is the digital copy of Fez.
0: Yeah, I I bought Fez in 2012, mm-hmm. well after the fact. Uh, I mean, this was like right after I got like I got into Giant Bomb's endurance runner Persona Four, so I was like, I, I should play Persona Three because I have a PS2 still. So I bought that, uh, I bought portable digital on the Vita, and then also bought Fez digital on PS3, because I think it was, like, cheap one day. I was like, oh, I'll buy this, just, just for posterity's sake. But Which, I've never played vanilla.
2: I, I I did that. Let me let me do some math really quick.
0: Let's do some math. A strong suit of this podcast, where we are both very much in, into maths.
2: Humanities.
0: <laughs> Humanities majors. Really love the math.
2: Okay, so I just mathed it out, and between all the versions, I've put in over five hundred hours into Persona Three. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Let me let me ask you, since you are the one person who has played Vanilla P Three here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: outside of the you know the answer stuff they did for 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 Fez, was were there any like major differences between the like the main story in Vanilla and Fez?
2: Um, not in the main story, like there are certain scenes that are added, like, um, the whole Chidori thing. Um, like it, if you talk to Junpei a few times, then you get like the Chidori scene in like the end of the game. Right. That, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. None of that was there. Um, I'm trying to remember what else was added, but in terms of like quality of life and gameplay and like main story bits it was all the same the answer was like the biggest thing that they added in
0: didn't add like a um, few more personas maybe
2: i think they added in more personas and um i think maybe the fusion spells were new but i can't remember let's see live uh live googling
0: it's also something we have totally done on this podcast <laughs>
2: what? No, not us. We're always <laughs> a thousand percent prepared for all the time stuff. All Always. Because
0: um, I know I think you can bring in like save data from Vanilla into Fez. Like, which com- I did. Look, like Compendium stuff and all that, all that sort of jazz. So.
2: Yeah, that's what I did on this one was um, when we replayed through it, I had um, Vanilla's save file that I brought into Fez and it basically had like all my stats super Decent and like I had a, I had some compendium, but now I'm at like seventy (laughs) five percent compendium. Ridiculous thing. Um, yeah, some personas have different stats and abilities. uh Shrine and tired system were changed,
0: but I guess for the most part, like it's not like nothing game changing except yeah, for I'll, the except for the answer really
2: yeah um it, it was it was a lot of like minor stuff um like this one says that like some of the skills were changed like what level you get them and but like you wouldn't really notice that unless you'd played them recently right um so you know what ifs
0: i feel like going back to fez okay like how we did it was very eye opening <laughs> because i guess my nostalgia which is weird to say for fez or like just how i remembered playing it back in 2012 i didn't remember like how much of that game is like poor in terms of like ui and mechanics and all that sort of stuff which i mean granted for the most part since then i've played through portable a few times playing through like golden and persona 5 where they basically mm-hmm. took all that stuff and like made it like every other RPG is nowadays, or even back then, was like the norm. But taking a look, a look at this through like gameplay mechanics, and if you look at this considering it is a little bit weird to to say this, even though they are they are they are sequels. It is a sequel to this. If you look at this mechanically from compared to Persona Two to Persona Three, it is mm-hmm. shocking how much they removed in terms yeah. of mechanics. Like, legitimately shocking. In a way that it's like, how did people, like, look at this and think this is good mechanically back then? Like, I know, granted, like, the style and everything and the way the social system worked was, like, very much different than what RPGs were doing at the time and still is for the most part. But just mechanically, the way it's like, you can't equip people's equipment in a menu you can't look at your party stats in the menu which is mind-blowing because every other rpg in existence has that mechanic like what the are they doing
2: i think the idea behind it which you know this is me just speaking from an outside perspective i think what the idea was was that they were supposed to be like their own individual people. Um, as in the sense of like, if you talk to some of their party members, sometimes they'll say like, Hey, I changed my equipment. Here's the stuff that you let me borrow. And then they give you whatever which they is had on.
1: Dumb.
2: It is. Um, although I had an upgrade on shoes once, which was really nice. But, um, but I think that's what they were going for was that it, everybody was like their own person. And then you just worked as a team to get through Tartarus
0: which makes sense since, like, you know, the AI controls the other party members. But still, like, just mechanically, that is, that, those are terrible ideas. Because it is. Because you want to be able to, like, check in on your party and be like, okay, you know, wh- what's their HP at? What are their skills at? What are they going to be getting soon in terms of, like, skills and all that? And you don't have to, go like, go and talk to every individual person and go through a little bit of clunkiness to get to, like, just those stats. Like, it's yeah. stupid. And... <laughs> The idea that, like, you can't do that, you can't do equipment or anything, when in the previous Persona games, that was very easily accessible from the main menu, in terms of like, you know, switching Personas on people, switching equipment on people, being able to use every everybody's skills, like, it's so mind-boggling that they thought this was a good idea. Which, granted, you know, they course-corrected very quickly with Persona 4, and were like, okay, yeah, we need to be able to, you need to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And and also by the, and they switched it to where like you control every party member, which granted, I don't think the AI party member was was as bad as I thought it was going to be, especially with like the, you know the the zeitgeist around that that formula, where it's like oh you know they're going to be terrible all the time. Which granted, we were playing on easy just because we wanted to get through it and all that sort of stuff, but for yeah. the most part, the AI seemed okay.
2: Yeah, I I very rarely had issues with the AI. And I mean, like, I played through Vanilla and Fez before even, like, having the ability to control characters, and I never had any, like, memorable experiences of it just being, like, horrific. Um, because I, I... Things like that stick in my brain that I'm like, oh, God, something absolutely terrible happened to me, and this is my story, and I'm going to remember it for the next 20 years of my life. Right. Um, and I don't remember any of that happening. Like, I, I did take like I tried Mitsuru out once and I took her out real quickly because of her Marin and Karen and stuff, but Yeah, that was like um, a big
0: thing for me because one of my one of my strategies in putting portable is you put Mitsuru in the party, you give her the 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 accessory that like buffs up her ice attacks mm-hmm. and then once she gets mind charge, she becomes like the offensive tank. To where like you mind charge and then you just like do like boofu dine or my dine and just wreck people, mm-hmm. and with this like you can't do that because obviously that's like that's a strategy where you have to like set things up in advance and with this like there's no telling what what those characters will do so you really can't implement that style of strategy. So for me like going into this I was like okay well what am I gonna do now mm-hmm. considering like my bread and butter is like completely off the table. But I just went with like the same strategy you went with, which is basically just the, the full party, and it worked. Yeah, out. it worked out fine.
2: Yeah, I've never had any issues with um, with my main main crew of Protag, uh, Yukari, Akihiko, and Junpei because um, that team, you know, you have main character who can do any role. Right. Um, you have Yukari who's mostly your healer, and for the most part, I would set set her to like heal support um akihiko can either do heal support or he can be like offense which is good um and then june page is straight up damage dealer
0: i think for me like akihiko kind of became like that that tank or at least the offensive damage dealer because Mm -hmm. i gave him the electricity buff accessory so like he started like putting in the work there at least for me um yeah. That's
2: why he never had any SP for you. <laughs> that's
0: true. He was always like just sucking dry on SP. It's like, come on, buddy. Jeez.
2: But yeah, like, I think that was
0: that was probably the biggest surprise outside of, like just the the lack of mechanics was that like the AI was was fine for the most part. I mean, it's not it's not the way I would play that game. But if if that's if you're playing the console version, like it's not as bad as you think.
2: Everybody makes it out to be like this horrific thing, and it it actually isn't as bad as as everybody says it is. But, I mean, like, that's also just Persona fans in general. They blow everything out of proportion. Right. And, I mean, like, yeah, things have improved a lot since Vanilla and Fez. But, um, you know, this game really, really blew my mind when I first played it because it was so different from anything I had played.
0: Right. I mean, that's kind of, like, the same idea that, you know, Revelation Persona gave people back in 96. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, this is a very different style of RPGs, you know, it's a it's a modern setting, it's school kids going around the high school and all that sort of stuff. And in a way, Persona 3 kind of re invokes that same feeling where it's like, Oh, here's an RPG where you have like a social system and you get to hang out with people. Like not there's really no other big RPGs at the time that are
1: doing
2: that. Yeah, it, it was really interesting and new. And I think, um, you know, I, I was too young for Revelations Persona, to be honest. Like, Right. At, what, 96, I was like eight or something. Yeah. Um, so I just, I wasn't old enough for that kind of RPG. I, I was a huge fan of RPGs and I played primarily those games. Um, but it... I read an article in like a game magazine in 2007 and like it, it talked about Persona three and what it was going to be like and had like this beautiful ad in it. And I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I want this game. <laughs> and that's why I harassed the GameStop employees was because I really wanted that game. And I mean, it just did so many things for me that I had never experienced in an RPG. And I was like, this is fantastic. Like this is literally like one of my favorite games. And I still put it in like solid top five of all like my favorite games of all time. I mean, Maybe top three.
0: I mean, it's a reason why three through five has its own following compared to yeah. one and two, or at least like people who have played all of the games. Cause like, cause three basically essentially revitalized the series in a way that, you know, one and two didn't necessarily have because they were, they were more, they were way more niche than three through five would become. And it's also a reason why like, You know, three through five became way more popular than those original games to where atlas kind of forgets about those original games
2: yeah and i mean like i've i've replayed well i've played one since i haven't played two i own two but i haven't played it and there's just so much gameplay wise that i i can't deal with one that i i just like and i don't like the art style
0: those are completely different teams making those games which is a big proponent i think of why yeah those series or like the games in the series have like such separated fan bases
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's essentially a whole different series yeah just with the same name
0: because like uh, because persona 1 and 2 are more in the vein of like shin megami tensei than 3 through 5 would become
2: yeah but even then like i have played shin megami tensei games and i just i i could get more into them than i could one
0: i mean fair one and two are like are games from the the mid to late '90s where <laughs> they were going for some wild stuff with their mechanics and
2: yeah yeah so I don't know like I said three was just really really groundbreaking for me at a time that I really needed it because I mean what what time did what year did Final Fantasy twelve come out
0: twelve yeah uh let's 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 go to the Google machine again. <laughs>
2: Google, help us.
0: Uh, Final Fantasy 12 came out in 2006.
2: Okay. So. What's well, the
0: initial release date? It's probably Japanese, so. Uh, North America came out in October
2: 2006. Okay. um So I've talked. I don't know if I've talked at length about it on the podcast, but I'm going to now. Not at length, but I'm going to talk about it. Um. Final Fantasy XII is where I started getting really, really burned on RPGs. And um, I felt Final Fantasy XII was like the first Final Fantasy I didn't complete. Mm-hmm. And then I played a Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, at I forgot when that one came out, but I don't even really want to think about it. And so it kind of became this thing for me that I was like, is this genre not for me anymore like is this something that i i can't play and then when you have something like persona 3 come out and just like revitalize your love for the genre like it was really really exciting for me because i was feeling really disheartened as a person that i'm like this is the genre that i've played my entire life and now i can't even get into like the biggest game that's coming out um and so like I spent a lot of a lot of time playing World of Warcraft in that like in between period. <laughs> um which, you know, tragic. And also just researching the Romanovs as you do. Um <laughs> ask me about Russian history, guys. I got you. It's true. Um but Persona Three just like changed everything for me, and so that might be partially why I hold it in such high regard. For me, is that it kind of like renewed the fact that like RPGs are my jam. But um, you know, it, it has flaws, and it has it has a lot of flaws. Yeah. Um, that are eventually fixed with portable, but um, it, it was just. I don't know. It holds a really, really special place in my heart. Like I said, it's definitely my top five, if not my top three, games of all time. And even for someone like me, like
0: (laughs) even for someone like me, where like, as someone who didn't really play RPGs growing up, Mm -hmm. because I just couldn't get into them, I didn't, I didn't understand them mechanically. P three was probably was the first game I like, I legitimately tried seriously since Final Fantasy thirteen. And in before that, it's, like, mm. literally I could not tell you what the last JRPG I had, like, legitimately tried was. Maybe, like, I, I don't know. But, like, my my experience with that genre was, like, very, very limited. But P3 really showed me, like, okay, this is what JRPGs are in a nutshell. Like, I mean, granted, it's, I guess, like, it's kind of a more simplified version of, like, just jrpg mechanics in general or at least it felt that way to me just to, to make it easier to understand mm-hmm. but it really opened my eyes to like oh this is what this genre is this is why people make such a big deal about this genre and it really helped me to like finally appreciate it appreciate it yeah
2: so i mean in a sense persona 3 did a lot in terms of both of our feelings towards rpgs yeah so, I mean, that's a that's a solid positive thing, and um, I think that persona is also part of the reason why I like um, like Atome games now, because that was one of my favorite elements. And and I've mentioned this before when we've talked about Atome, is that I have social anxiety, like really really bad social anxiety, and so like this kind of game is a way for me to socialize with people, but also like they're kind of scripted to like me so I don't have to worry about it too much um, but it but it lets me interact with different kinds of people as myself in quotation marks Persona 3 less so because you kind of have to follow a, a specific script but it's fun for me because it, it is like a social thing that I'm not good at a person that I can be good at
0: well speaking of the the social elements of this game Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that Fez really reminded me of is that oh right you can't be just friends with the girls you have to date all of them and it's f- stupid
2: I hate that Um, so that's one thing that I'm really glad they changed in P4 mm-hmm. was that you have the option of like you can still max their social link but you don't have to date them because I feel like sh- every single time I have to like cheat on all these
1: girls Right.
2: because um, there's so many girls that I love in Persona 3, like Yukari's uh, Yukari's great, fight me, <laughs> um, Yukari is fantastic, and I will talk to you guys for hours if you let me about why Yukari is a good character, um, Fuka is amazing, mm-hmm. like straight up one of the best girls. Um, Chihiro is awesome I really love her she was actually the first one I ever dated when I played this game Because I was like hey look it's like me <laughs> I'm going to date her um, So she's great um, I I never actually have dated Yuko I've never actually maxed her link Because I get bored with her
0: She seemed and like playing through this It really made made it seem like she is She is written very generically Which granted yeah. Knowing who the director of this game is is not surprising, but yeah, it just yeah, it's it just all of her dialogue felt fake and generic in a way that was like. Eh.
2: But like Yukari and Fuka don't come off like that.
0: Yeah, but I think it. I think that's a that's a problem just with like the social, the, the the um, the social link uh, specific characters in general.
2: Yeah, well, like the non-party Hero's members good. Um, and I like uh, I mean like Bebe's in this. And he is one of the the goats of but, social links.
0: But there's hits and misses.
2: That's true, yeah. Um, like we talked about how the the Kaz social link is pretty terrible at times.
0: It's pretty much toxic masculinity in a nutshell.
2: And then there's Kinji.
0: Kenji, Kenji f- sucks. He is He's he might be the worst character in all of Persona.
2: <laughs> I might agree with you on that. And Adachi's a person.
0: I, I appreciate Adachi as a character way more than Kenji.
2: Right. Like, Adachi actually has, like, depth to him.
0: Kenji just <laughs> f-ing sucks.
2: He's terrible. Like, literally everything that comes out of that kid's mouth, I'm like, please just shut up. Please stop. Please stop. And the portable didn't help because even then you find out that, like, one of the best girls has a giant crush on him and he's ignoring her because he's, like, f***ing obsessed with f-ing the teacher. <sighs> Ooh, I hate Kenji. He's trash. Absolutely. Heisuke is nice. I don't, don't know if I said that right, but um, the the fortune.
1: Yeah.
2: I like him a lot. He has an interesting arc. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, there there are good social links, and then there um, you know, I like the social link with uh, the the old people at the bookstore. That one's fun. Um, the, oh God, uh, Akinari's is like the most depressing thing in the entire universe, but it's so beautifully written. Um, and I don't like Mako's. I, I wish that Mako's had a little bit of a different, um, ending. Right. But it was an interesting idea of having like to deal with this elementary school girl who's trying to figure out like what a divorce is.
0: But I think, in general view, if, if you stack up the non party social link characters with the the non party social link characters in portable, like portable wins hands down easily. I mean, that's nothing nothing we're going to disagree about. But, like, it is very clear, clear as day how much better those characters are. And even like granted, it gives you it gives you the opportunity to to social link with the boy party members as well, which is something that mm-hmm. you know, the original game should have done anyways.
2: it should have. Like, can you imagine if we had gotten Junpei instead of Kenji?
0: Like, you you mentioned this when we were playing through the game. Like, they easily could have done this where Junpei is the social link, and then Kenji just shows up as, like, one of Junpei's buddies every now and then.
2: Because it, it talks about it all the time, that they're friends.
0: Right, exactly. Like,
2: they keep saying that they're friends, and so it's like, okay... Like, we could have had Junpei, and then Kenji's is there, and they're like, aha, it's it's this guy, he sucks, he's around, but he, he sucks, but he's friends with Junpei, so he's he's here at the arcade with us, or whatever. Like, I think they do that some in Portable, I know that he, uh, he shows up in Rios, at least, I don't know if he shows up in Junpei's, but um, he's mentioned in Junpei's, for sure. Right,
0: and just, and, and regardless of that, like, just story-wise, these social links are better in in portable just the way like they tie into the main story as well and like give more characterization to a lot more characters that you don't get in vanilla or fez where like you mm-hmm. know you get to hang out with with junpei akihiko you get to hang out with shinji who you yeah. barely get anything with in in regular p3 uh you yeah, get portable
2: as- really flat f- like flushes him out
0: and you get to social link with ryoji
2: which is helpful
0: yeah exactly like those are two big things that like You know, you don't really get to hang out with either of those characters in Fez or Vanilla outside of, like, some brief story bits. But those give way more, you know, opportunities to flesh out those characters than the original games ever did. And it's way more impactful for the main story as well to have, like, oh, you know these characters better. So when, you know, the bad things happen to those characters... You are more. You're going to be more emotionally impacted by them than in you know the original games.
2: Yeah, I d- I don't like Ken's in portable. Yeah, I think that, um, I think
0: that is the lone exception.
2: I don't know. I uh, as much as I love Koromaru, I think that they could have done better with his social link I mean, uh, or fair. had somebody else that was a social link there. Because like the idea of taking Koromaru out for walks was added in a fez um, and
0: this
2: and they just pulled it is basically
0: bolted on the social link aspect to it.
2: And so I feel like you could have done better with that and like put somebody else there. And like even with Ken's, they could have made it less of like Ken has a giant crush on you and more of like learning who Ken was as a person. Yeah, 100 percent. So, I mean, like there there are pitfalls on both sides of it. um, In terms of like negative aspects, but. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you push them together, then we have a lot of good social links there. (laughs)
0: You just have a way stronger, like, group of social links on portable side.
2: I mean, I'm always going to go for Portable because I can date Akihiko. Well, of
0: course you are.
2: <laughs> so, um, like, that is automatically a plus on that side of social links for me, is that I can date Akihiko Sonata, and that's really all I wanted out of life, so. Uh,
0: one common complaint you always hear about Portable is that, you know, changing it to a visual novel means you miss out on all of the animated scenes. <laughs> not just not just the anime scenes but just like the scenes played out in the engine as well
2: right right, right. Which, and which like qu- the, the ones in the engine i can get
0: <laughs> yeah exactly like those are you know those are fun to see because you know they're they're pretty well animated even for the, for the time where you know it's pretty basic models and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. the anime cutscenes though are f- terrible
2: like yeah, even I mean, for like-
0: 2006 standards these are f- terrible yeah
2: <laughs> Like the first one was fine for me and then after that I was like, "Oh, everybody's really long or they have tiny arms or
1: It's so <laughs> like, bad.
2: The, the, the one where they're just sitting on the couch and everybody's so long. It's like what is happening?" Here?
0: And then it seems so basic as well. Like there's not a lot of like detail to them or like just lighting or just character like or like color colorization to them. It's so so basic.
2: And they can't figure out how long Yukari's hair is.
0: God, no, they cannot.
2: (laughs) Because Yukari's hair is, like, above shoulder length in the actual, like, game engine and her artwork for her model. And then, like, the anime anime cutscenes are just all over the place. (laughs) To her shoulder blades or something. I'm like, what? That's not Yukari. Who is that?
0: You want to hear something controversial I'm going to say? All right. These anime cutscenes make make A1 pictures look like Kyoto Animation.
2: (laughs) You're not wrong. Um, and that's bad because
0: they're so terrible.
2: Yeah, they're really bad. And one thing that we were talking about is if they remake it, like they have if the rights are there, like they have the entirety of the Persona Three anime that has fantastic animation, really, that can be put into there.
0: And even so, in general, if they wanted to like redo them by themselves, like it wouldn't so be so hard Persona to be a, an there. improvement on those.
2: No, um you could probably give like a monkey a pin and it'd look better than that
0: like it's it's startling how just rough those are i mean i don't think four necessarily has that problem with their cutscenes, even though that's like a year later and granted i haven't like went back and looked through like the original p4 anime files considering like i I know of like the golden stuff but Mm -hmm. i don't remember p4 looking that bad
2: did they have a bigger budget though i wonder
0: but still, it's only like, I don't. I, well, maybe, because like they are using the same engine from P3 and basically mm-hmm. just importing that and, you know, so maybe there was like, you know, they My had, guess
2: is there was a better budget.
0: At least in terms of like the animation for, for yeah. an anime cutscenes. That would make a lot of sense, specifically because like, given that this is a game that came out, what, six years after Persona 2 came out, mm-hmm. like... It would probably make a lot of sense that Atlas didn't have a lot of like didn't have a big budget for like the the anime production staff that they employed to to make those cutscenes, considering like there was no guarantee that this game was going to be a success or not. Right. So yeah, that would probably make a lot of sense if P four had like a a bigger animation budget than than this did, but just. F- Man, the, that was extremely jarring <laughs> to see those cutscenes. Like it's like the
2: f- only cutscene that they really actually looked decent was um, the one where, like, at the very end of the game when uh, when Protag is coming back from his moon fight, I was pretty much the only one that everybody looked like somewhat decent.
0: Because they actually put some, they actually put some effort into that one. That's me, yeah. That's me. But I mean, the, no, I guess the important the first ones. One was fine. The important ones are gonna. There's gonna be a little bit like more oomph to them specifically.
2: Yeah. Um, I felt like the first one was fine, and then I felt like that one was fine. Um, there were a lot that were wrong though. They're very very bad. Yeah. Also, P four um,
0: came out two years after P three, but a year after Fez, so. I guess it would make sense to, like, hey, we, we made some money off both of these games. We can we can s- squeeze some money into this one, so.
2: I think that's probably it, is that they had more of a, a budget to work with. Because 3 was relatively successful, considering what it was. And then they had Fez, and so they had a little bit of, like, wiggle room. And then the, the engine was already built, so they just had to yeah. work within that, so.
0: And, of course, Fez is coming off of the heels of, like, uh... Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne and Digital Devil Saga Mm -hmm. so like I don't know how well those games did in Japan per se but going back to Persona it's like like I said they they probably didn't know like hey if this is going to be a success or not considering it's been so long since Persona 2 so right it's a completely different style than that than Persona 2 was so but yeah if there's ever a thing to like hey you know, we made the call for this in the the dancing episode. We're like, hey, we, they should really remake P three now that they've they've redone these 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 models. Which which those models look great compared to what the game looks like now. So like, it, night and day, this game a remake of P three would be phenomenal. But in terms of things that really should be addressed if they do a remake, it's those anime cutscenes, like first and
2: foremost. Because yeah. like you said, like the actual in game cutscenes weren't bad. I yeah, mean, fine. like. They're they're dated because it was made in two thousand six, but or released in two thousand six. But like, they don't look bad. No. Um, you're right. The dancing ones look better by miles. Um, but it's two like generations of those. hardware
0: that, they've, that have that have advanced in technology to where like they can make the the models look very very good and not just like right. two feet tall.
2: Right. <laughs> they're they're not like cheapyified basically. Yeah. Um. We actually can see Fuka's strings. It's true, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 the cutscenes were bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think, really, in terms of that, like that's that's about like the biggest criticisms I have going back to P three. It's in terms of like the consoleized versions of P three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, like we said at the offset of this, that there was a weird reason why I went back to this, and it was because I think a few months back. Someone posted on Reddit or something that like, "Hey, if you're playing through Fez, there's a way to skip the Nix battle." And I was like,
2: "And basically the entirety, it's like entire end of Tartarus."
0: Yeah, so like, there is a way to get to January thirtieth, thirty-first, thirty-first, whatever the final day is, and if you do a specific thing you skip all of the final of the final Tartus battles with Strega and of Nyx entirely and you just zoom to March third. Yep. Because the game just sequence breaks. And it's I was like, okay, I wonder I wonder how well that works. And that kind of became like the, the main antithesis of like why I played it and I guess kinda of like got you into, into it as well to see like, okay, well, can we make this work?
2: Spoiler alert it works it totally works
0: so the the main crux of the skip is is that you build up tonic or president Tanaka's uh, social link to where like you pay him twice because you pay him three times in total to get his social link started but if you leave him just standing there in uh, the mall throughout the entirety of the game and wait until the final day to go and pay him the final uh, fee for him it starts his social link. And, of course, if you leave him there as well, he'll stay there for every single day, which means yep. you can access him that day. So, if you start the social link on that day, basically you go through the first part of that, of the of the link, but then the game gets confused. Because, obviously, you have to go to the dark hour to go to the final Tartarus battle and to fight Strega and Nyx. But if you social link, you always skip the dark hour and you move to the next day. You go from... Yep evening to morning and that's basically what the game does it, it just the follows the, is
1: it, follow, yeah,
0: it follows the script like okay well you know i'm going to morning so obviously you did everything in the dark hour so you that means you completed the boss fight so you get to go to march 3rd <laughs> and essentially you just sequence break the game <laughs> and you get to beat the game as if like you never, as if you fought and beat Nix and all that sort of stuff. So it really makes the end of the game very strange. Of like, why is the main character falling asleep on Igus' lap and being very tired when all he did was just hang out with Ta- Tanaka a few months prior?
2: Clearly, Tanaka just worked him till he was exhausted. <laughs> it's
0: true. It must. That must be it. It's wow. a. It's a, It's a very strange. Ending. Also, it's. It is also a skip that's only in Fez. So if you try yep. it in vanilla, it doesn't work because Tanaka is a daytime uh, social link, apparently in yep. that. And then in portable, I guess, like, they, they fixed that or, like, they just they made it so where that just doesn't happen. So you can't do it there. But in Fez, by them moving him to a nighttime social link, they just never, I guess, intended for you to be like, hey, I'm going to start his social link on the day of the fight of Nyx and then, whoops! <laughs> time to go to that. Then to go to the end of the game.
2: It works. It's, uh, it's
0: super interesting.
2: Which, that's what, that's what you did, and that's what I did originally. And then I decided to be crazy and went back and did all the Tartarus stuff and also, like, power leveled. And I wanted to make sure that the personas that I had for, like, social links were saved in the compendium. Mm-hmm so that was one of my main motivations. And then like, I got to level 90 and I had Messiah and I had Hillel and I had Satan and everything. I was like, you know what? This is fine. I'll just go up Tartarus. This, this will, this will work. And, um, it was, it was disgusting because I beat Jen and Takaya and like maybe around and then uh, when I got to Nyx, it, it didn't take any time at all to actually get through the Nyx fight because, right. like, within like two or three characters, the Arcana would switch. And then um, by the end of it, I just dropped an Armageddon on the, the final form and did max damage. And that was it, it was over. Um, I posted a video of that on Twitter because it was a glorious time for me. <laughs>
0: Also, it's strange as well, but, like, but learning about that skip, it, it also kind of tells you that, like, technically there is a way to get to the end of that game by never going into Tartarus. Yeah. So, like, you could go into Tartarus, like, when it first, like, prompts you, like, for, like, the tutorial bit of that. But then if you were smart about how, like, you did the boss fights and everything, you would never have to go into Tartarus again. Like, And also, you could do all of Tartarus on that final night. <laughs> which is nuts. So like, it's interesting in the Um, ways that like you could look at this or like how people could speed run P three, especially with the skip. And just like, it seems completely broken.
2: Which, um, one thing that was added into Fez was the, the Monad, uh, door, which was what I used to power level. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, for the record if you take a level 22 Mitsuru in there uh, she's going to die several times.
0: <laughs> they kind of did something like that within and Portable as well, right? But it was like it was a way to go and refight the bosses.
2: Well, Monads in Portable.
0: But there's also um, a thing in there where like you go and refight like the 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 full moon bosses.
2: Oh, okay. Um cuz I've told you before that one of my, my, I have, I have a quirk in certain games that I go ape and I'm just like, all right, how can I break this game as much as possible? And one of them was that I decided for some odd reason when I got Shinji that I was just going to take him in a Minimonad with, uh, with Fem C and, uh, I got him to level 99 just the two of us.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. It's the least surprising thing.
2: It's Yeah, it is.
0: Uh well, I guess we should talk about the story a bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think the story's still fine. I mean, obviously it's fine cuz we've played through Portable a lot. That's the obviously the version we prefer more, but you know, the story still holds up really well. I think the the in-engine cutscenes do a great job of giving more characterization and just, like, storytelling than sometimes the visual novel bits can have. hmm So, like, that's helpful, I think. At least, like, probably one benefit over... over-portable is that you get that, but... in terms of, like, the main story in general, it's still very good. The, str- the strong suit of that game.
2: And, um... I mean, just in general, this game had a really good story. And one thing that I was a little concerned about, I'll be completely real with you, and I don't know that I even told you this when we were playing it, um, is that, I mean, the game is, the story is about, like, the acceptance of death. Right. And so I was a little, little hesitant when I first started playing it because I'm like, I know what happens in this game and I'm very worried that I'm going to get like upset about certain events um, because you know this a lot of people don't. Um, I've been really avoiding a lot of media that has to do with like parental death mm-hmm. um, personal reasons that kind of thing. Some of you know it most of you don't need to know it because I don't know you um, but I was worried going in because it was like, all right, so this game's all about death, and like that's always been a thing that I find <clears throat> find fascinating about this game. Choked on that and spit again.
0: <laughs> you said you were going to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. I did tell you. I get excited about Persona Three. Um. And so, like that's one thing that I've always loved about this game was just like how it treated the whole idea of death. Um, because he's living with death inside of him, essentially. And it's repeatedly characters having to deal with death of people um, that they, they care about because, you know, Yukari's having to deal with her dad. Um, Protag has two dead parents. Mitsuru loses her parents. Akihiko is an orphan and has also lost his little sister. Um, Shinji is also an orphan but dies himself. Ken is an orphan, and, you know, is having to deal with his mom's death and Shinji's death. Mm-hmm. And Koro is dealing with his master's death. And it's like everybody has death around them. And it's a really interesting thing that, you know, you have this, like, upbeat high school setting, but everything's f- dark.
0: Well, I mean, like, even, like, in the main intro of the game, like, they're, they're like, hey, Memento Mori, that's a thing. We are going to focus on this theme throughout this game. Like, they, mm. they, to just straight up tell you that immediately. So, like, if you know what that means, you kind of have an idea of, like, oh, this is where this is going to go. And I mean, like... Well, and
2: even something, like, as simple as the fact that, like, during the dark hour, normal people turn into coffins. Right. Like, <laughs> that's death. Yeah. Um, and then you have, like, the, the death of innocence, in a sense, with Straga.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um... You know, we don't know their actual, sorry, we don't know their actual, like, life story backgrounds. We know that they were, like, kids on the streets, so we don't know if they're also orphans Mm -hmm. or if they were just, like, delinquents or what happened, but, like, they are, their innocence is completely lost, and so that's kind of a death of yourself in a sense as well. So it's, like, literally everywhere in this game, um... And I mean, like, Junpei doesn't really have death in his family, but then he has Jidori. Um, and Fuka also doesn't have any kind of real, like, personal death to deal with. Right. She just right. has, like, family issues. So it, it's, it's a really intriguing concept to me that this entire story was just, like, surrounded by the concept of death. And, again, I was a little worried going back and playing it now because of, like, everything that's happened to me in the past two years. But also, I just love this game. So, I was like, all right, we'll power through it. If something bad happens, then, you know, I'll stop playing it. Right. Because I know what happens. I yeah. know the story. I've played the game.
0: Nothing's going to surprise you.
2: Right. I've put a disgusting amount of my life into this game. Um, but it's it's just so well done. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And it, it was really my first, again, RPG that it was so, like, thematic in that sense. You know, I had mostly been playing, like, Final Fantasy games at that point, And I'd played, like, um, you know, Wild Arms was a series that I was really into. And I, I guess Kingdom Hearts. But, um, Shadow you know... Hearts. it Hearts. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's another game that has a lot to do with death. Yeah. And... You know, that's interesting that like Shadow Hearts is one of my favorite series as well. And it's it's a lot about acceptance of death as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Huh. Same could be said about Final Fantasy 10, too. It's true. I'm finding a trend here. <laughs> Thanks, Jared.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. The, uh, the, so the realization that Al's goth.
2: Oh, my God. I am Chidori. I am the gothic Lolita with the freaking dagger through the head. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, um, have to wear the super goth middle school outfit from Love Live. Yes. (sighs) That's a reference I wouldn't have got a few months ago. Yes. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it it just really left an impact. And uh, one thing that I have mentioned for many many years is that um, eventually when I have the money uh, I would really like to have a Persona 3 tattoo but I have yet to find uh, the money to do so yeah So um, this game just really really stuck with me in a way that a lot of games don't
0: there was something that I actually thought was that is really good with this game that in a way, ties it to the original games. Okay. In a sense that they have kind of moved away from in 4 and 5, and that is the idea of persistent antagonists who are also Persona users.
2: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Because 4 and 5 kind of have that. Like, Adachi obviously has a Persona near the end of the game, and then in 5 there is also another character I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of spoiler free here just because that fine. game's still relatively fresh but there's another character that you encounter in the end of the game that you fight Persona against Persona but, but once again those are just like singular fights it's not you going up against these people multiple times and you know that they have Personas and that's something you run into in the original games is that you know you'll find villains that have Personas and you have to fight them And I think this game does a really good job of that where you have Strega who are these antagonists that you constantly are running into who have different ideals, ideologies compared to C's and they are also Persona users. And you have to fight them constantly. And it's one of the things that I wish the later games did more frequently is have Mm -hmm. that style of like, oh, here's an antagonist that you're going to fight constantly who's also a Persona user and, you know... How do you deal with that? How do you deal with someone else having the same power that you do, but having completely different ways of thinking, I- ideals? Yeah, exactly. And in, like, I get like why they kind of like go in the route of like, oh, the big baddie is like a god type figure in three through five, but that style of idea of like persona users going up against persona users is very intriguing to me, and I mm-hmm. think done right, it can be done very very well and i think you know the original games do it in a way that makes a lot of sense but post three with strega they really go away with it go away from it and it's 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 a bummer like they should do more of that
2: and i mean honestly the way that they set it up is that like Striga tends to be your ultimate villain for most of three. Mm -hmm. And even up to the point that you get to Nick's avatar, like you're still fighting through them. Um, they're still having so much of an effect on the world. Like you see all the posters everywhere in January and it's so creepy, Right. (laughs) but, um, you know, in a, in a way they're kind of still your ultimate villain. You just have like the godlike figure at the end as the boss. But, um, you know, you're still fighting against their ideals. And um, one thing that I always thought was really interesting about Straga is um, you have Takaya who doesn't summon his persona in any way that the other guys do. Mm-hmm. Like Chidori and Jin and then all of the like main team use Evokers. Takaya does not. Right. And the way that you see him, like, summon his persona is honestly, like, heartbreaking in a way. Because, like, you know what happened to them by the end of it. But um, he, like, is in physical agony trying to make it happen. Like, he falls on his knees and is, like, clutching his head and screaming. Like, it's horrible to watch. But it's also interesting because like you have the whole concept of like human experimentation going on like in behind the scenes here and you're like holy what did they do to him
0: I think that's another thing that like is strange that this game brings up that the other games just completely ignore
1: anti-capitalism
0: not not (laughs) (laughs) anti-capitalism but the ideas of like personas being a danger to you yeah to where if like if you stop
2: yeah almost tries to kill Chidori at one point yeah
0: so like if you stop using your power like your persona can turn on you and literally try to murder you yeah which every other game since then has just been like well you have persona it's fine whatever yeah everything's great
2: now you have a persona
0: yeah it would have been I think way more interesting if they kind of kept up with that idea Mm. but you know it is what it is
2: but also anti-capitalism that too (laughs) (laughs) i'm feeling very anti-capitalist today because of uh freaking amazon so just in general in general yeah just in general (laughs) uh so but i mean that's literally like a lot of goes down in persona 3 because of human greed Mm mm-hmm Um, Whether it's, you know, again, human experimentation or uh, covering up deaths or, you know, making robotic maidens or whatever. It's just like it's all greed.
0: Wow. Wowie zowie.
2: Yeah. You know, I've mentioned a few times that like you don't get as much of a sense, which I've mentioned this in other podcasts. And I'm going to make an amendment here. Live on the air for uh, For our listeners who are going to be listening To this in a few days instead I've said a few times that I Didn't get the same sense that like the persona Three crew were friends And I'm not so sure That that's true in it anymore for me Like Replaying through fez and seeing that scene Near the end where they're all at the playground
0: I think I think it just takes them a lot Longer
2: Compared to something like four. And and there's still like some tension, like Mitsuru and Yukari don't start getting along until what November?
0: Yeah, the the, the um the Kyoto trip. Kyoto
2: trip. hmm. Um It does take them a lot longer and you know they they don't hold up to it like as much as the P four crew does. Like they they grow apart and they do different things and so they don't see each other as much, but um you know, that might be partially because by the time that you get to the, the fighting games, like the P3 crew, they're solidly adults. Yeah. And that's just something that happens when you're an adult that like you don't see your friends as much and you don't get to talk to them as much. But um, I don't know, like I i am amending that statement in the sense that I do think by the end of the game, they are very, very good friends. They trust each other and it. It just takes a long time for everybody to get there because like on the male side, um, and and on the female side a little bit too, but he gets better earlier. Um, Junpei deals with a lot of jealousy throughout pretty much entirety of the arc of the game. And sometimes he comes off as a but then later he'll apologize. He's like, yeah, man, that was uncalled for. I'm super sorry about that. But then he'll, like, come out and do it again a few times because, like, he's just dealing with a lot of insecurity.
0: But then he'll also be like, hey, look, I, I messed up again. I'm sorry. Yeah, like,
2: he always owns up that he he was being that mm-hmm. every single time he owns up to it. And he's like, I shouldn't have done that. Which, again, amazing character growth. I mean, scientifically um, the
0: best persona character.
2: Scientifically, Junpei is the best Persona character and I will stand by that. I still think that Junpei is freaking amazing. So, I mean, you have that tension there. You have the tension between... Um, it's weird. Like, I feel like some of the best friends in the game, as silly as it is, is Junpei and Yukari. Yeah. Like, they they tease each other, but they get along and even, like, by the end of the game, they're still hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like, they get along in a really weird way. Um, And you have, like, Mitsuru and Akihiko that are friends but even like if you go through her social link she's like basically we're colleagues right like she doesn't consider him like a really good friend and you have Shinji and Akihiko who are friends but even then there's tension there because of Shinji leaving Um, and then later on because of the pills
0: I think it's just a thing where like the third years were kind of
2: Third year drama.
0: There's third year drama. Hashtag third year drama. You know about that if you listen to our Love Live podcast. But um, (laughs) the third years are kind of just placed together. Like, they're not, like, brought together as, like, friends or anything. Like, they are kind of forced to be together. And that style of relationship can have its toll, can take a toll on people. And I think you see that a lot throughout Persona 3 to where, like, you know, they obviously know each other. They know each other pretty well, but you know, they don't have like the same style of relationships that maybe like the second years have.
2: Yeah. Because you really do get a sense that like Yukari and Fuka get along really well. Mm -hmm. Um, They're hanging out a lot in the, in the dorm and you know, they, they have conversations often. So you get the sense that they get along well. Um, Yukari and Junpei get along well in like their kind of like brother, sister way. Like, that's the kind of vibe I get from those two is just like a, a weird like sibling relationship. Right. Because, um, I mean, like my brother and I, we bust each other's b- all the time. It's it's just how we are. Yeah. And that that's kind of what they do is they, they tease, but they're not like g- genuinely mean about it most of the time. But it does take a while. I would say like by November, everybody's pretty solidly set in a, in a friendship mode. And especially by January, everybody's like, OK, we're I might in even say
0: time. it takes till December for them to really get there.
2: That's true. But um, I still will amend the fact that I've said that they weren't as much friends as as the P4 crew, because it just doesn't happen as quickly for them. Right. Right. Because um, P4 crew, like once they get together as a full team, they're like, "All right, we're in this ride or die. Let's go. We're buddies." And it it takes a long time for the the P3 crew to get like that. But also, there's a lot of like underlying issues there. Like Mitsuru just neglected to tell Yukari anything about her dad for a while, which is like really inappropriate.
0: And I think as well, like they have to go through more tragedy than the P three crew, which which delay or the P four crew, which delays like them.
2: God, the P three crew just needs happiness. No, no That's joke. all I want them for. I want happiness for that crew.
0: Let me ask you something. Okay. Since you played Vanilla and Fez, obviously the big thing about that is it it adds the epilogue, the answer, yep. the answer. What was the general consensus About the ending of P3 Before Fez came out at least, okay. in, at least in your view
2: Um So this is a thing that has been An issue um in Like the, the P3 world Since basically the US release Um there are a lot of people Who hate the vanilla ending They absolutely hate it Because they felt like they didn't Get like a clear answer As to what happened Um, I never got that sense because in my opinion, the way that the the game ends is that you have the protag use, um, great seal and everything's kind of explained to you for, for a bit there, not in the depth that you get later with the answer, but it's explained that, you know, this is essentially going to end your life. Um, you go down to one HP after you use the great seal. He comes back and then um, the way that I interpreted it interpreted I can't say
0: interpreted the it.
2: There you go. The way that I did that was that Protag should have died there. Period.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But because of the promise that they made to meet on graduation day, like protags body is like hanging on by a thread saying like, we're going to make it to that promise. We're going to do this. And that's why he just progressively gets worse by the time that he gets there. And like, by the time you're talking to people like three, 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 four, they're like, uh, you look like dude. Like, do you need a nap? Like, (laughs) are you sick? Are you okay? Um, and then, it's different for the um, the lady protag, but for the original protag in Vanilla, the way the story goes is that essentially he's with Igis and he closes his eyes, then everybody appears. So he basically dies before everybody arrived mm-hmm. or as they're arriving. So he, he held on to his promise, but... You know, that's all his body could do. And so that was how I interpreted it. Um, and I felt like that was really good because, again, as a game that's always dealing with death, like that was his way of dealing with it is that he could not accept his own death until he kept his promise to his friends. Mm-hmm. After that, he's like, OK, I'm good. I can do what I need to do now. But a lot of people said that it was very unclear that they didn't realize that he died, and that you know they, it, there was no understanding that like he actually sealed Nix. it's like, what do you think the great seal move was about? Did you just like skip through that? Like what what happened? But there is a lot, a lot of anger about that ending, and there has been since P three launched. Mm-hmm. Um, Fez helped a little. With the answer. But then people are still really mad about that. Um, They think that it's kind of ridiculous. That like he's still a door. um, Because they think that. Since you're able to defeat the. um, What's the thing. Erebus or whatever. Anyway. They think that since your team is able to defeat that. That that means that like you should be able to come back. But in my opinion like. I know that they've hinted at it in the fighting games, at least that like Liz is trying to find a way to bring him back. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want him to.
0: I feel like Um, that's the only way I would want to see see that at least like even looked into is like, it's Elizabeth who goes after him.
2: Yeah. It would have to be Liz who does it. It would have to be Liz to find a way that breaks that seal. But at the same time, like, how would that work? Like he died. So like what are they preserving his body? Does he have a body to come back to? Like there's so many logistics there that don't make any sense. And at the same time, like it kind of lessens that sacrifice and the fact that he even accepted his own death. Right. To be like, Oh, we're just going to bring it back now. That's fine.
0: But I think even then, like if you go the Elizabeth route, like do you think she brings him back or would she be like, okay, I, I understand what he's doing now. I accept it.
2: Um, I think that if if the Persona team was smart, they would just have Liz accept it. Right. Um, Because that would also be character growth on her part. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, accept that that was his own decision to become that seal. And, um, like I said, there's just so many logistics there because, like... Don't they cremate in Japan? Uh, I don't know. So, like, I know Mitsuru's, like, loaded as but, like, she can't keep a dead body, like, preserved for that long. (laughs) I mean, I guess she kind of did with Shidori. She's got money. Yeah. I don't remember how long Shidori... I guess it was, what, like, two months that she kept Shidori? Something like that. Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's just, uh, it's an odd idea to me that, like, basically you would make it so that everything he did was for nothing. Yeah. Um, I think if there was ever any kind of mention, like, besides what we've got with from Liz so far of her trying to find a way, I feel like it would be better for her to accept it. I could be wrong. And, you know, maybe they'll do it one day. And I'm like, all right, this is fine because, like, we get more time with him. But.
0: But they'll never do it. They'll never do it. So it's fine.
2: They won't. Um, I mean, they won't even accept that MC is, like, existed at all. <sighs> so. Terrible. Could I accept her coming back and then marrying Akihiko and being happy forever. <laughs> yes, I could accept that. <laughs> um, no, I couldn't. I really couldn't. I feel like it. It just. It really would cheapen the entire ending of three, and portable. If like everything that they worked for was just like, oh, well, it can be undone now. Like, yeah. What. And, um, you know, I've seen some, like, theory threads on Persona 5, which I guess, spoiler alert, on 5, like, there's this whole idea of, like, changing the hearts of humanity. And so, like, there was this thing that was saying that, like, well, the whole reason that 3 had to seal himself away was because humanity wanted death and humanity wanted the end. So if 5 has changed humanity's mindset, does that mean that he doesn't have to hold that seal anymore but i really doubt that they like did that level of changing
0: right and there's no just like direct connection between those games
2: yeah there's connection between four and five but um
0: and even then it's just like references like it's nothing like hey these are characters coming from that game into here
2: yeah so it's a weird idea and you know it's also reddit so
0: take
2: it with a grain of salt yeah but um I don't know. I'm just not on board as as somebody who absolutely loves three. I I just think it would kind of cheapen it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, And even then, I'm thinking more like Shadow Hearts and like, you know, there was an attempt to revive a character who died. And even then, like, it didn't work. Right. And so many things can go wrong with that. I don't know. I just, meh acceptance of death means acceptance of death not acceptance of death except for circumstances where the person might can be brought back
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh we mentioned it a little bit there but like the answer was the big thing with fez Mm -hmm. the big epilogue which is kind of controversial in its own right i guess in a sense because of just what it is and i think as well it's like hey, you like Persona 3? What if we made it harder? <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. That's the thing where, like, I have I've attempted to go through the answer and every time I've gone through it, like, I've just not had fun. Like, that, I've
2: gone through it once.
0: That increase in difficulty just does it for me. I'm just like, I don't want to bother with this.
2: Yeah, I, I've done it once all the way through. Um, considering how many times I've played Persona 3, the fact that I've only played that once says a lot. Like, I played it so I can get the story, and then I was like, all right, I don't need this anymore. Right. Um, I mean, you do get some really interesting information. Like, you get some backstory on, like, Akihiko and Mitsuru and how they met and that kind of thing. But, like, just in general, it's it's... I don't like things that are difficult for the sake of being difficult. Right. And that's kind of what they did here.
0: And, like, not even allow you to, like, break anything over from P3 is weird. I agree. But, yeah, it's... it's Obviously, it's, like, an epilogue. It is its own thing, but it's just something for me, like, I've never found fun enough to, like, just to try and go through all, the whole thing. Even uh-huh. if I try to, it's, like, I just... I get to a certain... I get to certain points, and I'm just, like... I'm, I'm not having fun. I'm not enjoying this. Like I could just go watch all these story scenes on YouTube and get the gist out of it.
2: And that's one thing um, that I, I said earlier that people really hate Yukari, which they're wrong. But um, you know, they they shit on Yukari a lot because of her responses and the answer. But like, these are very traumatized people. These are very traumatized people
0: going through even more grief, and people go through grief in very different ways.
2: And not only are they going through grief, they're going through, like, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Like, everything's repeating. Um, But it's... I I know that a lot of people have an issue of that, like, the answer kind of makes, like, Yvkari the canon love interest... And, like, I don't really have a problem with that in any way, but... um,
0: I mean, the game tries to do that. The original game.
2: It does. Um, And, you know, Yukari's responses make sense. And in a way that you're thinking of, like, okay, this is a girl who's been, like, extremely traumatized by her dad's death. This is a girl who's gone through an entire year of fighting to try and, like, save the world... Um, while also, like, accepting the deaths of, like, many of her friends and colleagues. And then by the end of it, when everything's supposed to be good and happy, which also there's, like, a period of time where everybody forgets everything that happened, so that's also traumatizing. And then when you actually have everything come back to you, you run up and the person that you, like, are in love with is dead. And like, there's no explanation to you as to what happened at that point, because that's one thing that I think people miss a lot is that the P3 crew did not know what happened mm-hmm. because they weren't there with him when he became the seal. They saw him go off and then he came back and they're like, oh, OK, and then everybody forgot everything. And then by the time they remembered, he was dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So like. You know, that would be really traumatizing. And also, like, she's 16 or 17 years old. And I don't know if people remember how they were at that age, but, like, I wouldn't have handled that well.
0: Right. And, like, these are also people who are basically being forced apart again. Because, right. like, the dorm closes. is supposed to be closing around this time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it just makes sense that, like, a character of that nature or any of those characters could, would just be like, f*** this, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Like I'm. I don't want to f- deal with this sh- anymore.
2: And I know that a lot of people, like I've seen so much stuff on the internet since P three came out about like how much people hate Yukari, even in like the original game. And I don't understand why. Like people call her a b- all the time. I'm like, what did she do? Like her and Junpei like grade on each other a bit, but like. I very rarely see a point where Yukari straight up just, like, an unlikable character. She's a character who's going through a lot of shit, And she's a character who's, like, she has one of the best arcs, in my opinion, in 3. Because she goes from, like, kind of your generic, like, oh, here's a girl. And she's supposed to be your love interest to, like, a girl who's really having to figure out how to fight. A girl who's having to figure out, like, what is happening with her parents. If you go through a social link, you're having to deal with her mother and the fallout from her dad. And then, like, learning to be friends with people that she wouldn't necessarily be friends with in the first place, especially with somebody who she felt like was keeping secrets from her. And it's like, Yukari is a great character. She's really well written and she's really realistic.
0: Right, right. And I think even, like, to go off like that, like, she is abrasive at times. but She is. But people in general can be abrasive at times. That's not, like, necessarily a detriment. That's just the way people can be. That's realistic. Just because someone's abrasive doesn't mean, like, oh, automatically they're a terrible character. Just because you want to be f- misogynistic about
1: it.
2: Yeah. And that's one thing that I told you is that like Junpei does a lot of the same stuff Yukari does and he doesn't get called anything as nearly as terrible as Yukari does. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is just that she's like an in your face woman character that she's like there and she's kind of loud at times and she's vocal. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that as much from the other women characters in Persona 3. Like, Mitsuru's not like that. Fuka's not like that. I guess it's different because she's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> um. But Yukari's not afraid to speak her mind. And Yukari's not afraid to stand up for herself. And I think that that's something that people are really against, generally.
0: They can be scared by it.
2: They can. And... So, like, I am solidly and will forever be on Yukari Defense Squad. I will also <laughs> solidly always be on Junpei Defense Squad because people also tend to be sh- towards him. But, I mean, those two are some of the most, like, realistic human characters that I've seen in an RPG because of the way that they're written. But also, I just love Akihiko Sonata.
0: <laughs> Zero people are surprised by that.
2: Yeah. Akiko is amazing. He goes through a really fantastic art, too, but in a very different way. I love Akihiko.
0: So, yeah, like... Outside of the games, this has gone through a lot of, like, different other media as well. You know, had a manga adaptation. Uh, There was the sort of kind of tie-in to Persona Trinity Soul, (laughs) which really isn't much of a tie-in. It's just like, hey, we put Akihiko in here for some reason. Yeah. And it's kind of set around that time period. Uh I think the big thing obviously was the, the films they got. Yeah. Four film adaptations. And for the most part they do a good job of retelling the story through through film. Obviously it's it's hard to to tell a fifty plus hour RPG in just four films. I mean right. anime series in general just have that have that same problem. And this is also has a similar one where it's just not enough time to, to do that but for the most part they do a good job I think the fourth film kind of falls flat compared to the other three I agree to where like they do some weird changes to like there's one change I think in particular they do well in that film where like you really get to see more of Strega promoting the Nix cult yep but a lot of the other stuff they, they throw into that or at least change in the fourth film is just doesn't work out as well
2: like, the final battle? Yeah. Ugh.
0: Like, switching the music in that is weird.
2: <laughs> Not okay.
0: Yeah. It's also had, like, some stage productions as well, which all the the Persona games have had in the past. But, yeah. They have definitely gone through a lot of different ways of promoting this game. And also, the inclusions in in Arena and Arena Ultimax and PQ and then the, the recent... Persona 3 Dancing Moon Night that, that just came out. So there's been a lot of Persona 3 even though like you always hear the the main complaint like Persona 4 is the one that's milked the most, but Persona 3 has had its fair share of opportunities in the sun.
2: Yeah. And you know I have a lot of issues with like post P3 material, but um all of it's bad. A lot of it is very bad. Uh and that's unfortunate. They uh, they kind of forgot what their characters.
0: They made a lot of the, they made like. a lot of the characters like not just the P three characters but oh
2: no like Chia is yeah, the same way
0: into just caricatures of themselves.
2: It's really tragic.
0: It's real dumb. But overall, it's still a fantastic game. Like I like we like we have said. Like I think if you are going to play this game, the version to play is portable. Yeah, it's totally. none. Because even though you you lose some of the uh, the cutscenes of the game, you know having an visual novel doesn't hurt the story in any sort of way, and you get way better mechanics in terms of gameplay than what the console versions of Persona Three give you. Yeah, and also you get a choice of protagonist,
2: which is nice, and it it gives you a whole different perspective on the story because like it's not something that. You said you get all the different um, like social links that have to do with the main characters in your actual party, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. You learn a lot more about them. You um, said Shinji, like you don't really learn anything about him for the most part in the original game. And then when you hang out with him and potentially date him and potentially save him, which the cutscene makes that make zero sense. Yeah. Um, well, because he's shot in the back.
0: He shot in the front and the back.
2: Well, he's shot in the leg first. And then he shot in the back when he protects Ken. Oh okay, yeah. Well. And so, like, the pocket watch wouldn't do anything to protect him.
0: Yeah, but you could also, like, they could, there's ways you could change that.
2: There are. Just
0: it's, not have him get shot in the back.
2: Don't have him get shot in the back. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, um, you know, whatever. It's, the way things go sometimes, um, but you do get to learn a lot more about him as a character, and um, you get to learn more about Akihiko and Junpei uh, because you know Junpei in passing mentions in Persona Three that like his dad's an alcoholic, but when you actually like social link him, you learn a lot more about that, and mm-hmm. it, it's it adds more depth to him than. He already had, which he has a lot of depth throughout the games.
0: Also, scientifically you, best character. Scientifically best character. Also, you get to go to Inaba in the female route. You do. Which is cool.
2: You get to see baby. Uh,
0: Tiny Yukiko.
2: Yukiko, yeah.
0: Vincent from Catherine's in the game.
2: Yeah! Even though they say it's not really him, but it's him. You can't lie to me. I know who that is. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, like I think it's just in general just Portable is the way to go if you if you somehow have not experienced this game. Like obviously the console versions will be a little bit flashier and you know it may be a little bit harder to if you don't have a Vita to find one of those, but Portable is the way is the proper way to play this game.
2: I agree. Um And I will say that I've read um all the manga up to this point and I'm sure we'll do an episode like when I actually get through all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the manga is really, really good. Like, really good. So, just putting that out there.
0: But I think the main thing to take away from this is that, like, they really should do a remake of this game.
2: Yeah. I I would really, really love to have a remake of this game.
0: Like, just this, um, It deserves it. Just put it in the P5 engine, give you the same uh, changes that Portable gives you, and then by using those character models and everything that they did for dancing moon night in terms of just like locations and then higher res character models in general, like it would look so good. And this is a game I think that really would benefit from having like just better visual fidelity and a new way for people to experience it. Cause considering like the only ways to really, to really play it now is like if you have a PS2, you have a PSP, which th- those are a lot harder to <laughs> to come by. Uh, if you have yeah. it on the Vita, you can get it digitally, the the portable version, and you can get Fez on PSN on PS three. But obviously, outside of that, it's not not easy to play if you have like a PS four. So
2: yeah, no, it, it's. I really think that it would, like, shine in a solid, solid way if they remade it with all the stuff that we've mentioned here. And, um, my big thing is do not leave out C Even though they would. It's tragic. There's so much good there. Such a shame. It is. Um... But yeah, I love Persona 3 so much. And like, I know that I say that a lot. And I say that a lot in general. Like, no matter what topic we're talking about, somehow I bring Persona 3 into it. But it's just, it changed a lot for me. And it it has lasted in my brain as like this phenomenal game that, uh... whoa. Sorry, there's about to be a cat fight on my bed. <laughs> um, It changed a lot for me, and it changed, like, what kind of expectations I have for JRPGs. And it it made me more interested in games that have, like, social elements. So then you get inspirations of, like, fantastic games like uh, Tokyo Xanadu.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is a fantastic game, guys. You should all play it. Truly. Um, The real Persona
0: 5. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Persona 3 is fantastic. Um, I don't know what else to say. I just packed up, like, probably 20 Akihiko Sonata figurines the other day.
0: Not a surprise there as well. No. For me still, I think Persona 4 is is my fave out of these games, but that's just personal preference. Like I, I still think P3 is really good and mm-hmm. a fantastic. And they're both thing better than
2: five.
0: That is hundred percent true as well.
2: <laughs> Not that hard though.
0: Not that hard.
2: So um and I think probably when everything settles down a little bit for me, one of the things that I'd like to do is go back and play uh golden and see like it's been years since I played Persona Four, so I just want to kind of keep that train rolling for me. But I've got to get through a few other things first in terms oh. of like my actual life and video games as well.
0: <laughs> True, uh, I mean I've I've probably played Golden more recently than you have, and it's still a very good game.
2: Yeah, I I imagine because I had a blast playing it, except for like Murray,
0: <laughs> your favorite character.
2: God no! Don't even say that as a joke. That is freaking blasphemy for you to say that about me.
0: Uh, that, that's something we will eventually probably get into. You know, whenever we decide, or at least when you decide to to replay that, it won't take much convincing for me to be like, "Yeah, let's play P four G."
2: Yeah, no. Like I said, I, I it's definitely on the on the playbook here of like what what Al will get into, but I, you know more than anybody else does. That I, I just have to get through a few things first, right? So, um maybe like August. Sure. Look forward to that, maybe guys.
0: But I think that's gonna wrap this episode up then.
2: Yeah, play Persona three if you haven't, but play portable, preferably. Yes.
1: The more.
2: <laughs> He'll meet you there. God. Um also he has no chairs.
0: He has zero chairs, even though there's three of them in his room.
2: No place to sit. No place he has- to sit. He has so many chairs He has cushions and he has a bed and he's like there's no place to sit in my room it's Like Akihiko honey Like I understand you're flustered by women But like
0: Nowhere to <laughs> sit
2: Don't forget that like Chairs are a thing Your butt can go in a chair It's fine I love how flustered he gets it's Adorable. So good. Adorable
0: So yeah that is that is it for Persona 3 Mm-hmm. But if you'd like more from us, go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this game. Or this game? This this, this podcast. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and other podcasts like SeasonalAnimeCheckup and Jared and i watch. Uh, you can find columns and reviews on the site as well. You can find more from AnneLadyM and AnneLadyM.com. She has columns and reviews on her site as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup where we tweet. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A if you would like to support our cool podcast that we do Yay. Uh, next yeah. week, we have something. Haven't come to an agreement on that yet, or just even decision on it. or we, thought we about it.
2: Even, <laughs> we haven't even thought about it. Um, I'm going to try and get through this as homemade, but I don't know if we want to do an atome and you know, I'll be traveling a bit, so we'll see how it goes. We'll
0: figure something out though.
2: Yeah, something will happen. Cause that's what we do. And we have a list.
0: We have a list, but we'll, we'll come up with something to, to be good for you and then yeah you'll hear it and be like wow this is good.
2: Yeah and if it doesn't happen next week look forward to the fact that there is another Atome and Atome Queen will return.
0: It's true.
2: I've been looking at the the boy cards trying to figure out which one I'm going to date and I'm real real excited about it.
0: So eventually we will return to the land of Atome for Owl to tell us the latest bit of Atome news but uh until then we'll figure something else out to to talk about.